Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my puberty experience as well as my relationship with body image as I was going through that. Before I get into that, though, I just want to give a little message to all of the skaters out there who are listening in, as well as parents who are listening to this podcast. You know when you're in your skating boots for a little too long and your feet start to cramp up? Every time I take my feet out of my skates, my arches are so tight that I'm massaging my feet immediately, trying to loosen those muscles up. I've tried all kinds of rollers, but nothing works for me like AccuSpike does. I roll my feet on the AccuSpike ball and roller, and the metal spikes release the muscle tension and improve circulation so well. I highly recommend this brand to all skaters. Use my code POLINA20 for any AccuSpike product. Again, that's POLINA20. Your feet will thank you. So growing up, I was always eating all things carbs and protein. I had a lot of potatoes, I had a lot of meat, I was eating soups and sandwiches, really good breakfast before I got onto the ice for any practice that I skated. It was very important for me to be eating a good amount of food to be able to fuel my practices and to be giving me energy to sustain it. I remember a lot of the time when I would be on an hour session, I would kind of start to burn out after 45 minutes and I would start crying at that point and my mom would always give me a little piece of chocolate or a strawberry or something to immediately spike a a little bit of sugar so I could get through the last 15 minutes. I actually realized from a really young age that I need to eat before competing. So I was a juvenile lady. I was eight years old at Salt Lake City for our regionals competition. And in the qualifying round, I was first and I had landed all of my jumps. I did really well. So we had fully expected for me to perform the same way the next day and probably make the final and go to my first junior nationals. However, before the competition, my mom had given me a sandwich to eat, and when she left the room, I didn't really like how the sandwich tasted, so I threw it away without her knowing. I then didn't have any fuel in me before I skated, and I totally choked on the ice. I fell a few times, just pretty much bombed my program, and I ended up placing really low, not making the top four at all. That was a very devastating moment for me, mostly because at the end of the competition, All the other girls who were on the podium had invited me to go to this water slide complex with them that was in the same sports complex as the ice rink. And I had really wanted to go, but my mom was really angry with how the things had turned out because she realized that I hadn't eaten my sandwich. And so in that way, I kind of misbehaved and not listened to her. And I wasn't allowed to go to the water slides with them. I hadn't done my job, so to speak. I didn't skate well enough to be able to do that. And that was really a learning point for me to know that I needed food to be able to perform well. When my body starts 
getting nervous because of all of the adrenaline, the thing that it's working is the food that I had eaten earlier. Um, So of course this carried with me when I started competing at the international level. So when I was 15, 16, 17, I was always eating really well. I was never doing any crazy dieting or anything like that. And I was always very naturally thin. And it was interesting because I was actually at Cup of Russia in 2015 and I needed to eat before my performance. But the dining hall wasn't open at the time that I had went down um, before we were going to catch a bus to the ice rink. And so my mom and I took an earlier bus to the rink because we knew there was a restaurant within the ice rink. So we went to the restaurant and I ordered this really good meal of potatoes and meatloaf and basically heavy food. And everyone around us, all the judges, the officials, the coaches, they were all shocked at my eating because pretty much no other lady skater that I had ever seen ate the way that I did. Everybody was always eating like birds. And my team leader had actually asked if I really needed all that food before my program. We just kind of giggled and we were like, I mean, yeah. And I skated a clean program that night. So it just, I guess, went to show that I needed that fuel to be able to perform at my optimal level. And so it's interesting because, like I had said, all all the other skaters, there was a lot of kind of bird eating going on. There was a lot of mentality that we needed to be eating very little food, even though we were expending so much energy, both in training and especially in competition when you have all this adrenaline attacking your nerves. One of my top competitors, she had been talking to me about how when she was at her peak weight, she was eating a little bit of oatmeal for breakfast, sautéed mushrooms and carrots for lunch, and barely a little bit of protein for dinner with yogurt as her little dessert. It was barely anything, and I I just couldn't believe that my competitor of similar build, she wasn't quite as bony as I was, was eating that little food. Another top coach had told a young skater that I know as well, as the young skater was growing and kind of going through puberty, this coach told her that she should be eating one slice of watermelon and a little bit of yogurt for her meal, which is crazy nothing, especially when your body's growing and it needs more fuel. Another coach I know had told her teenage ice dancer to stop eating candy bars. There was a top skater I knew at shows and competitions that I would always be with, and her plate always looked like a sampler appetizer plate. Like she just had one bite of everything, never a full meal. So I never really had any issues with food and weight and body image while I was growing up, not until college. So I was always this kind of tiny little skater and I ate like a horse essentially and anything I ate, it never really affected me. I was eating primarily healthy at home, but of course I would go with my friends or with my brothers occasionally to get fast food or I really loved getting boba drinks. I was super addicted to all of the Starbucks sweet frappuccinos, caramel macchiatos, this and that, you know, I I loved it all and it never affected me poorly. But after my injury, I took three months off during my freshman year of college. So this was really the first time my body could actually develop because I wasn't training four hours a day. I wasn't doing any of the normal cardio workouts that I had grown up doing because I wasn't allowed to be putting that high impact on my foot. And I was eating just like I had before, only probably plus a little more junk food because I had this independence in college and, of course, I wanted to go eat pizza with my friends and I wanted to 
eat candy bars and this and that. It just, it didn't register to me at the time that it would affect me negatively just because all the years prior, it never had. So basically, I went through pretty major puberty by the end of my freshman year. And I joke all the time with my friends, like they all say, if they look at photos of me when I started my freshman year and photos when I ended, it's it's crazy the transformation I went through. But I had definitely gained the freshman 15 by the end of the year. And that was a big shock to both my family and my coaches. So I started skating again. And I really only had about six months to nationals and it was an Olympic year. So this was a huge struggle because I needed to get back into shape. Not only did I need to make a comeback skating wise after not skating for three months, but I wasn't at peak shape to be able to even start from zero. I was already starting kind of from a negative. It was really difficult for me because at that point I was definitely addicted to sugar. I I had always had a sweet tooth growing up and it never affected me, but by the time I had started actually gaining weight and going through puberty, yes, I needed to start cutting out a lot more sugar than I ever needed to. And I also felt like I needed to be full after every meal. I, I didn't realize that as you kind of train your body to have more normal sized portions, maybe smaller portions, your body gets used to it. But it's really hard to start. It really takes a few weeks to get your body to adapt to that. So mentally, I just wasn't ready I wasn't in the right mindset to be able to make these changes. And that was because I had a hard time coming to terms with the fact that my body was actually different and it wasn't the same as it used to be. So I I had my mom telling me that I was big and what she meant by this, and she always made it very clear to me, was my body was totally normal as a girl. I was still fit. I still looked great in comparison to all the non-athletes that I was surrounded with at school. However, as an elite athlete, I was not in the right form to be training at peak level. And so, of course, I, I knew it, but every time my mom would tell me that I looked big or I shouldn't be eating a certain food because I needed to lose weight, I wanted to rebel against her, even though I knew she was right. And that's because it hurt to be told that I looked big on the ice when I never had that problem growing up. I was always this tiny, bony little skater. But at the same time, I felt great at school because I didn't feel insecure about looking 14 among all the other 19-year-olds. I'd gone through this puberty and I really started to fit in in that way. And so socially, I felt really confident in my body. But skating-wise, I was starting to feel really beaten down because of comments that were being made to me. So this kind of gave me a little bit of a mental struggle because I had my coaches who were making comments about my weight as well. And it was never direct. It was always kind of these indirect little comments and joking about kind of what candies I was eating or what parties I was going to when really I was I was trying my hardest to be as healthy as I could, but it it took time. It wouldn't just happen magically. And I had my best friend who was three years younger than me at the ice rink who also skated with me. And we had always looked like twins. And my coaches were often comparing me and my body type to her and her body type because we had always looked exactly the same. We had the same height. We had the same build. We were always the same level of thin. All of a sudden, I had gone through this puberty and she hadn't yet. And they were complimenting her fitness level and all of these different things. And of course, I knew that I was three years older than her. So... It made sense that I look different, but it still really hurt 
to have these comments be made and to know that everyone thought that I still needed to look the same way I looked at 16. It was one thing to have my mom tell me that I was too heavy, but it was another thing to have my coaches make those same comments that weren't my family, that weren't my mom. Um, And so that really hurt me in a way. My coaches, they couldn't handle the slow comeback of my now 20-year-old body, and they wanted me to be able to bounce right back and skate the same way and probably look the same way when I was 16, 17. And so it was a lot of pressure for them to try to help me get back to this peak level in six months. And it was a high stakes nationals because it was an Olympic year. And of course they wanted me to be on the podium, but it was not that stage for me in the summer. I was starting from so low. And by the end of the summer, we ended up not working together anymore because at least from my perspective, they, they couldn't handle this change in my body and mentality. And I was internally struggling a lot. And I I really didn't have help from them in that respect for loving my body and trying to treat it in the best way possible to be able to reach peak performance in six months. It felt like to me, the people around me were valuing the way I was when I was 16, 17. And I had already been to the Olympics. I had already been on the podium at nationals multiple times. And now as I was making a comeback, it shouldn't have mattered what place I ended up in because I had already achieved so much before, but it felt like, you know, there was kind of an embarrassment to be associated with me if I didn't perform well. And that was really hurtful for me to kind of experience. And actually later in that year, when I came to champs camp and I was at Grand Prix France, almost all the officials, the judges and the coaches from all over, they didn't recognize me in person. They were all shocked by my transformation I definitely took it in stride because I felt confident in my womanhood at that point and I felt like I had more to offer than when I was just a 15-year-old at the competitions. But after that, my injury had returned and so I actually took 10 months off. And so during that 10 months, the first six of them, my weight was definitely heavy because I was enjoying college and I was not working out because I fully needed to give my foot a rest and do absolutely no impact, absolutely nothing that would harm it. And so I really just took the time to enjoy being with my friends and taking social opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I were in training. And then I started the summer with a clean slate. So I had a very healthy diet. I had no drinks. I had consistent exercise and I had proper sleep patterns. So I was hiking and I was cycling and I was being really active with friends and making my own light protein veggie filled foods all the time. And I really found this was a huge transformation in both my body, but also in my mood, in my attitude towards life in general. And my biggest takeaway was that I did it for myself. I didn't do it for anyone else. And I actually had a conversation with my mom at the beginning of the summer And I told her, I don't want you making any comments to me. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to make a change, it needs to come from me. It's not going to come from you. And it's not going to come because you keep telling me to do it. And she agreed. She agreed to leave me alone. And she was going to let me see how I did that summer. And it was, it was revitalizing. I felt so rejuvenated. I had so much energy all of a sudden. I was going to bed at 10 PM, waking up around six or seven to go on a hike with my friend. I was 
going to work out at Soul Cycle. I love doing it. It felt like a really good cardio exercise for me. I I was doing a bunch of ab workouts by my pool and jumping in after when it got too hot. And I was, you know, making a lot of solubles. I was grilling up a bunch of different veggies. I was eating a ton of lean proteins. And I was trying to cut away a lot of the sugar that I like to have, but I always let myself have at least one thing per day. I just wouldn't let myself have like five things. And so it wasn't very restrictive. It was simply me reorganizing the types of foods that I was eating during the day and increasing more of one thing, decreasing more of the other thing. When I would exercise, it was always a social thing where I would go with my friend and we would just be walking around, hiking around, and we were having really deep conversations while we were doing it. So it didn't even feel like a workout. It didn't feel like this nagging activity that I needed to accomplish in order to make my body look good. It was simply me doing what felt good. And I found by the end of the summer that I had this huge transformation, both physically and mentally. When you move so that it feels good, your body will follow. If you're working out because you want your body to look a certain way, you're never going to feel good about it. There's always going to be something that isn't there. There's always going to be something more that you can do. But when you put away this this feeling of, I need my body to look better, so I'm going to exercise. Instead, you, you have this mindset of, I'm going to exercise because I feel really good after I exercise. I feel like I accomplished something. I feel like my body is thanking me for working its muscles. Mentally, you feel great. And eventually, your body, your body shape, it follows. And I think that's so cool. And that's a huge lesson that I learned. And it made working out and training so much more positive for me. So after that, I started skating again after the 10-month break, and I was in really good shape when I started skating, so I could start at level zero. I wasn't starting at negative and working my way back up. And I, I realized how to keep a consistent balance of enough food that fuels me and makes me feel good. So I have really no restrictions. I just do everything in moderation. So when we talk about body image in the sport, there's a few things that I'd really like to touch on. First of all, Everyone has different body types. Some are short, some are tall, some are more athletic, some are more ballerina-like. What's important is for each body to be fueling best for their specific body type, to be able to hit every element in your program and have the strength to finish strong, not dying at the end because you're dizzy or about to faint because you didn't eat enough that day. Nutrition plans differ person to person because each body needs different nutrients to be able to reach their optimal performance. Fad diets don't work for a lot of people due to the different microbiomes of each person. We all have millions of tiny bacteria in our gut that are sensitive to certain ingredients. So what works for me might not work for you. It really shouldn't be about having girls look crazy thin in this sport or in any sport. We need to eat to fuel our bodies to perform at the peak level. And if someone taller and bigger than me needs more or different kinds of food to help them do it, then so be it. You can tell when someone is lean versus bony or holding more fat on their bodies. It took me a lot of trial and error to figure out the best plan for me. I went through being super bony and tiny to being a lot chubbier than what I used to be, holding more fat 
in my body to eventually getting to the right balance of where I feel like I have a great combination of both and I'm able to do all of my elements. The most important thing I think any girl today can do is recognize that especially in sport, we need to be eating well. And this means both type of food as well as portion size. In order to be able to have energy to burn while we train at an elite level every day and actually develop strength in our muscles. It's not about starving yourself to look a certain way. It's about eating the right kinds of food, the right amount of food to be able to hit all of the elements and look great doing it. You know, we're, we're in a sport. We're not in a beauty pageant. Your body is your tool. It's your ultimate weapon. So you need to do what you can to make it as strong as it can be. I would really love to talk more about this topic with other skaters and nutrition professionals. So stay tuned for future podcasts where I can make that happen. I know a lot of skaters go through struggles with body image. We have a lot of skaters coming out right now with eating disorders and whatnot. So it's definitely a very sensitive topic that I think needs to be more acknowledged in the sport. And I think a lot of young skaters really need to be educated on the best types of nutrition and workout plans to fuel their bodies correctly. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow me on my Instagram, Paulina Edmonds. That's where I'm promoting this. And let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know of future topics or issues that you want me to talk about. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.